All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Serious Angler podcast powered by our friends over at X2 Power Batters. We're here at the beautiful St. Lawrence River, the smallmouth mecca of the world. And uh, as always, I'm your host, Bailey Agbritton, up here with uh, Mr. X2 himself, Mr. Sean Budiak. Yeah, kind of a little bit of like playing Andrew Full, little co-host today. Yeah, yeah. I have a new co-host, much better looking than Andrew is. Uh, it's nice to not have an ugly mug on the show for once, but uh, talk about your first time in the probably literally the greatest smallmouth fishery in the entire planet. It's been a pretty cool day. Uh, honestly, even just starting with the, the morning, like when I woke up, came down and saw the the fog coming off that water, it's been awesome. And then watching everything we got recorded today, this morning, be able to sneak out and throw a couple catch lines in the water a little bit, uh, catch some bass. Yeah, along the way has been awesome. This place is cool. Came out a good day too, probably. Yeah. And obviously on the tail end of a Bassmaster Elite event where they set records upon records and absolutely whooped on them. You could tell these fish were they were struggling a little bit this morning when they were pitching baits on them because they're like, I think we've seen you guys for the past eight <laughs> days. But uh nonetheless, this fishery is so special that it didn't matter. Everyone, you know, caught some good fish, had a great time. Always good when we get this crew together, and uh, we have a great show today because Sean, obviously, co-host, but we're also going to have on a few different guests for you guys today. No no strangers to the show. We'll have Mr. Fletcher Shryock, his brother Hunter Shryock, and Mr. Justin Hamner on, and uh, Sean and I get the pleasure of interrogating them for, for a while. So you guys get them all on the same show today, ask them some fun questions, have a good time. But uh, any, any other takeaways from being in the uh, probably the greatest fishery in America right now? Uh, I think my takeaway today was, you know, everything we've been doing with you guys for, with X2, with our pro staff, you know, coming around and sitting at the launch this morning and looking at, you know, eight guys doing this for their career, all there ready to do, do what they did today for, for us, for the brand and busting their butt. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And it's, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And that's just the cool part of today and being on this lake and Mm -hmm. this river system, it's Gonna keep this thing going and keep it bigger and bigger every year. Gives you some uh, some motivation fuel. It, if it you does. Will. It's pretty cool. So we'll have to give shout outs to the other boys that are actually on their way home. They've been on a bender. So uh, you know, Carl, Gussie, Josh, uh, Josh Douglas, who uh, you guys have to wait to see on the X2 Power YouTube channel if I whooped up on them today or not. It was actually <laughs> it was a pro versus podcaster showdown, and uh, we had a lot of fun. You guys will enjoy that one. But uh, obviously, we'll have to give a shout out to Mr. Brent Ayler who made the effort to fly from California to for this event. And of course, Philadelphia had to say no. But you don't get to go catch any fish this week. And, to his credit, he wanted to drive up here though. Nine he did. Hours, he wanted to he drive was, nine hours, and we just said. To your point, like these guys are ready to get after right, it. They'll yep, give it everything. Yep. That's right. But uh, I think without further ado, let's bring on our first victim here. Bring on Mr. Fletcher Shryack. All right, folks, we are back. We are back with our first victim of the night, Mr. Fletcher Shryack. The victim. It's a victim. Uh, first of all. Thank you for taking the time to come up here and join us this weekend. Obviously, I have a lot of fun. I don't think anyone's going to say no to coming up here. You didn't have to beg me too much, did you? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have to beg me too much. That's for sure. This place is uh, fishing awesome, as we saw this past week. So, And today was incredible, too. We got blessed with some really good weather for this event, too. No kidding. I think tomorrow's going to be light and variable once again, so that's pretty awesome. But thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. I mean, the whole gang here, this is is a lot of fun. Everybody's – Good to get, especially with you guys, all your seasons are done. It's kind of like a little bit of unwind just to get prepared to literally start right back at it. I'm sure you're already, you know, planning on next year. 
things have already. I was in. telling Sean like the way my year went. This is the first time in August I'm still fired up. Like I had never, <laughs> I ain't turning it off. So all the way, hopefully I can keep it all the way to February. You know what I mean? And, yeah, uh, yeah. This, this year didn't work out real good, so I'm just like I said the first time. I'm just ready to go in August. You know, I just if it was up to me, we'd still be fishing tournaments right now. Just wouldn't stop. <laughs> I could tell there was a little bit of fire this morning as uh, old Dougie and I were out on Ontario, and uh, you and your brother came a nice 15 feet from the back of the motors. <laughs> I just tried to pretend like he was still yeah. on your spot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just pretending to press the screen. He's like, wait, boy, wait. He boy. really did, though. Really yeah, did. I'm sure he did. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, interrogate him about that later on. I don't think that him. spot was too big of a secret, though. No. When I looked no. at it on the map, but either way. I think everybody and their mother knows about that. But there's fish there. Oh, for sure. Well, I guess first question, because we got a bunch of stuff we're going to ask you guys tonight, but. Uh, schedule obviously released for MLF. How you feeling about the lakes you're going to next year? I think it's good. Um, we've got a good mix. You know, we've got some winter tournaments, pre-spawn tournaments, and then we don't have a whole lot of forward-facing sonar events. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I'm not against forward-facing sonar, but I think they tried to mix it up and give it a little bit of both. Sure. We're going to be going to a couple title fisheries. Um, it's still going to play, but maybe not as much. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we're watching the sport go from no forward-facing sonar, the landscape of everything changing so fast. Mm-hmm. A lot of people haven't adjusted to that, uh, both the anglers and the fans. So I think it's kind of good to have a mix and right. see where it see where it lines up next year. But overall, for me, the way I like to fish, there's there's a few in there. This one being the last one, I <laughs> I suck here. I'm just gonna say it. When they're shallow, I've caught them. I'm, the last time we were here, I think I just missed the top ten. But other than that, I've done terrible here. So I'm up here to get it right this time, hopefully, and uh, we'll see what happens. But overall, the schedule. Sets up, I think, pretty good for me, and I think pretty good for the fans and the anglers too. So that's kind of something I'm surprised about, is because like you're no stranger to smallmouth and Great Lakes, because you and your brother growing up on on Erie. If you put me out on the lake where there's no current, I'm good. I'm Gucci. <laughs> I can pan around, throw to them, catch them, reel them in a whole bit. You put me out here in this current, a totally different. Animal, <laughs> yeah, the light they don't pop up on. and show up on your active target near as well, and the places they hide in are really specific. There's just a lot more when you add that current. This sure. really changes everything. We're only allowed going to the mouth, so we're in the current the whole time. Yep. See, when I caught them shallow, I didn't have to fish in that current. But in August, you're going to more than likely have to. So that's so the big guys, deal for me. If I could lake. go to the lake, man, I would be. I would run from Messina to the lake if I could. Right. You know, so. Right. But we'll, we'll see what we can do. Makes total sense. Heck yeah. Well, I guess on, on that topic, we'll start getting into yeah. some of our, our questions here. I'm going to skip the second one, just being on topic on the Great Lakes. That's, yep, absolutely. Is – you and Hunter, obviously, you know, born in Ohio, being on Erie all the time, you've had to be in some gnarly stuff. So do you, do you have, like, one instance that stands out in your mind, like the biggest water you've been in? Yeah, I was a Bassmaster Open out of St. Clair one time, out of the north end of St. Clair, and I, we was me and Hunter was running to Erie every day because you had to at that time to win. But the second day, it was a small craft advisory, and I was all in. I was either going to win and make the classic or not, well, however the or scenario was. <laughs> Pretty much. Dude, I, it was bad. And, like, we knew the day before it was going to be bad, and the first day was bad. And I had to call my – it's a long story, but I had to call my uh, – calling the night before and make sure he was mentally ready to do it because, yeah. I mean, people <laughs> don't realize hey, it all sounds like whatever whenever you're yeah. just chilling at the house. But when you get out there – I'm talking any of the big great lakes. You get out, out there, uh-huh. you start – Religious people become religious at that point. You know what I mean? Like people start praying that aren't religious. And uh, anyway, I had a I had a co-angler that day that he just he was a grown and he was so pumped to go, but he ended up he was crying at one point. Oh, wow. 
Wow. I hate to say, I hate to put him on the spot, but it got pretty bad. I didn't think we were making it back. Luckily, I caught him. I pull up. It was like, pop, pop, pop. I had 21 or 22 pounds. It's about as fast, well, fast as I've ever caught him. I'm pretty oh, sure. man. And then that gave me enough time. I think it took me four hours to get back. And I made oh, it back man. with like eight minutes oh, left. Geez. And that, that nitro at that time had a 66-gallon fuel tank. And when I filled it up for the day three, final day or whatever, I know it took like 66 and change to fill it up. So I about ran out of fuel, too. Because it was such a long, all the waves and you know what I mean? It was right. a lot, man. It was crazy. So, yeah. That, there's that one. And Hunter's got a real good story. We're going to be asking him the same question. He's got a gnarly. <laughs> he's got one that's a little bit worse than mine, actually. But, yeah, you got to respect it. I mean, when right. that, that that water out there, Don't the wind around. shifts, the weather, a cell comes in or whatever, man, it can get nasty fast. So, you got to respect it. Yeah, you don't play around no. out here. It's for dang sure. But you made a cool point, though. That was like you caught them quicker than you ever had in the bigger. It seems like the bigger the waves, the faster and bigger they bite. Yeah, where I was fishing was actually protected. So it was, oh, okay. it was roll over there, pop, pop, pop. And then it just happened to be that they bit that quick. Because the first and the third day <laughs> was your favorite. Yeah, because yeah, I would not have made it. There's no question. How I didn't run out of gas is beyond me, too. You know, so right. wild day. It all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. You want to take the next one? Yeah. So you had uh, you know, big water story, all the traveling you do, even coming up here, you know, flipping to, from jumping on a plane to I'm driving, I'm coming up and I'm fishing. What's your greatest travel story you've had? You know, I've got a lot of them, but I'd have to say probably last year whenever Callie was pregnant, six months pregnant, and then all of a sudden I'm going to fish the MLF Team Series event in Minnesota. I just land, and she calls me like, water broke. So I'm like, how? Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Are you sure? And she's a huge vault. We watch college football. We're talking. I'm like, yes, yeah, so how about the vault? She's like, no, seriously, my water broke. I'm like, it can't happen. Like, you know, I'm one and only, you know. Right. So I'm one and only child, but I'm like, how's that even possible? So we ended up having her three months early. But that journey from the time I landed in Minnesota to getting back to Chattanooga, and I made it back at like four in the morning. It was a wild one. I had to like oh, hoof it and I ended up paying an Uber and one of the Ubers backed out on me halfway through and it was a disaster. But yeah, that was, that was probably the best one that sticks out. In my mind. And the whole level. time I'm stressed because I want to be there. And like, I'm, yeah, it was not, uh, it was not an ideal situation. You can't just say, let me go from Minneapolis nope. to Chattanooga oh at God. nine o'clock at night and just expect it all to work out. No. But I did it. It, it wasn't pleasure. Like a good thing. And she held it off for like five or six days anyway. So oh, I should have just, <laughs> Got a Just hotel fish. and posted my way back, but that's not, you know, that wouldn't have been good. So. No, no, you were there fully. And that's all that's what yeah. matters. But and the munchkin's doing great. Yeah, all's yeah, good. She's awesome. Yep, she was two pounds at that time. And now she's, I mean, she's a little behind, but she's doing really good. So yeah. that's cool. Heck yeah. yeah. Right, so on that topic, all right, being grown up motocross, but also full time fishing. Would you have a bias for your kids? Like if they got into either or I'm going to get her a little bike. I will not. I, I would like for her to race and ride a little bit, but as far as like getting wide open into it, and especially with her being a girl, I'd rather not really. I mean, yeah. I just, I know what that's going to entail, but it's up to her like completely. She doesn't yeah. want to ride. She doesn't want to ride. Whatever the case is, she Probably can do what she's going to do, yeah. but I would rather her not try to take the path that me and my brother did and try to go to the top and then just, all short and be all busted up and it's 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 a really cool thing like we had a lot of good times with me and my brother and my dad and all that stuff but uh there's a lot of sacrifice that goes on in that sport for sure like, yeah. that a lot of people don't see from finances to which fishing is very similar right you just don't have the injuries and uh all that so that's what makes yeah. motocross obviously another 
takes it to another level. Yeah. So. And if you do have injuries, it's usually because of this place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's I think I'm more hurt by this stuff than I am from my dirt bike, honestly, <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah, we heard a few of those stories earlier today. Um, so here's a question. So next one, we, we talked a lot about uh, bass fishing today and, like, the future of it. We had a really good – I feel like almost like a good group think on the future of, of bass fishing, but – to switch gears from that more as a professional angler, the day in day out grind that you guys go through some of the hardest working people I've ever met. If you could, you know, single-handedly change one aspect of being a pro angler, what would you change? Whether it's, you know, the, uh, whether it's to travel or payouts or if it's, you know, sponsors or what, whatever, like what was one thing about, you know, that's so hard to change? say. There's so many things that I would love to say, Oh, this or that, or a forward right. facing sonar, you know? Um, right. I think the biggest thing is like we spend, I know personally, I spend the majority of my time. If I, if I had to punch a clock, a time clock, it wouldn't be pretty. I wouldn't want to do it, <laughs> right. but I love it. And I think that's the reason why you ha- like you said, you have so many guys that work really hard it's their job, but they also freaking love what they do. Yeah. And even on the day, well, there's a lot of days I don't love it to be perfectly honest, but oh, you sure. want to be successful because you know how good that feels. So mm-hmm. you're doing everything you can every day to try to get to stay or whatever the case is, you know, it yeah. never ends. So yeah, it was interesting watching the, the elites last event here and just hearing some of the stories talking about guys that were, not going to requalify guys that are trying to make the, all that guys that are trying to make the classic falling in falling out guys obviously you had the aoi race and you had there's so many things that go on in the sport and like mm-hmm. i guess for me like i just want to know that i at least put my time in did what i could do but yeah. i love it so it doesn't seem like work but yeah the time is yeah yeah i, I don't want to say i want the time back but it's the time is so so time consuming so yeah yeah we'll make it do it right yeah and that's a great yeah. point and i i think it's unrealistic to say that you know the people out there that have great positive mental attitude. And I think it's a great thing, but I also think that it's unrealistic to say that every day is like this amazing day, especially what you guys do. Cause you guys go through some hard times and I'm not saying hard in regards to what most people think. I mean, like in regards to stress levels in regards to, I have to perform. It's like, you know, you think about it, it's, you know, coming up, I have these tournaments I got to worry about, but I also got to worry about making sure I got contracts for next year. Like it's a lot of moving variables for you guys. And, uh, and you talk about the weigh-in, I think there's some interesting – when I look at this past tournament and I was watching weigh-ins and hearing speeches like you're talking about, uh, it's a lot of different perspectives flying around. You have guys that are going out and catching 27 pounds a day, living lo- – they're loving life. They're like, hell yeah. There's guys that are fighting for their career trying to stay qualified in this thing. There's guys that are catching 18 pounds a day. They're mad because they sucked on the, on the river, but they're perfectly qualified for next year when they could realize there's guys that aren't going to be qualified that are kind of down the dumps, but they're still uh, staying positive. It's like an mm-hmm. interesting conflict of the different perspectives that are going on. It's a lot going on. And it's a great reminder just to remember like, Hey, you woke up breathing today. Yeah. That's good. something I've got to remind myself a lot. Like we everybody does that. Let's be real. Stuff. And I'm going to be on, like, for me, I feel like over time I've done my best. It's been the past four years or so, but like when I don't worry about stuff as much, when everything's kind of, I just kind of let it go a lot more. And this year I had a bad year. So now I'm starting to get even, I'm starting to do the opposite of what I should be doing. But I know the times that I did my best was whenever I just let a lot of stuff go free and just be really free, not just fish free, but just everything I did was just kind of whatever. And it always worked. It seemed to work out a lot better in that scenario, but you start fall, you start missing a few cuts 
and then you start getting pissed off and then you start yeah. trying, you know, you start trying harder. So I'm going to, I'm going to do what I've got to do, but I also know the power of, I don't want to say not caring because that's definitely not the case, right. but just taking it all in, relaxing, taking the day as it is, you know, there's a lot to that too. I mean, it's a huge mental sport, obviously a huge momentum slash momentum sport that we play. Right. You're, you're kind of answering the question I was going to ask, ask, but we had a good conversation today uh, just now about what it takes to get into this sport, what it takes to make this your life, your livelihood. You know, what would you say in all of your years if someone's looking to aspire to get into this, what would your advice be you know, to them to get them not only giving it all, giving everything they got to get here, but when you get here, What's the biggest piece of advice? Yeah, stay. Um, That's a lot there. I do want to – one thing that kind of jumps out to me with what you asked, what for younger kids, there's a lot of guys now, a lot of high schoolers, college kids that want to be pro anglers. And I think the biggest thing that I see – and it may not be as bad as what I see visually, but it seems like there's so many guys that are worried about trying to have the sponsors in the jersey and the the – quote, I'm a such-and-such sponsor by this and that, which is good. status. But I I feel like – most of the guys that I've watched in motocross that were successful and the people that are successful in pro fishing, just they focus on the game, man. They don't care about Craft. anything other than the game. And then it gets to a certain point where all those things that you see a lot of these kids trying to get all those things, right? Mm-hmm. Which when I raced dirt bikes, the reason why I kind of got wise to it early on when I, when I was 13, 14, 15, sorry, these things are cutting out. Um, I was real big into trying to get this sponsor and that sponsor, making sure my bikes had a certain look. And like, I look back at that. I was like, that was the dumbest waste of time. Chasing the flashy. Yeah. You're worrying about the stuff that don't need to get on the bike and go win. Like everything else going to take care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like stop worrying about if you help clean your bike is after the moto. Like if it's good to ride the second moto, worry about going, Hey, how about you go get you a couple bottles of water, relax, think about some line choices and go out and win the second moto. Don't worry about how pretty your stuff is. So I I'm, you know, been guilty of it too but i just see a lot of guys doing younger kids doing it nowadays and just right. my advice is just stay focused on uh, focused on the game you know i think that comes with the uh the social media generation it's and worse seeing now. the the attention span shortened but also the flashy stuff and they see these people these statuses these people that quite frankly they look up to and they see all the stuff they've achieved because of going through exactly what you're saying and they see that and they're like oh i want i want flashy stuff and there's the generation now is I feel like it's and I'm I'm horrible. I'm impatient as hell. They're like, I want this, I want it now. And they kind of rush that process. And I think that could be for sure in part of what you're talking about, where there's the people that are behind the scenes, they're not on social media, they're putting in the work. And I'm then not, comes yeah, to I don't want later. this to come across wrong. I don't want to say don't do that stuff. Right. By any stretch, I'm not saying don't have nice stuff or don't worry about, you know, get I'm not trying to be that. I'm just saying make your main focus the game. That's all I'm trying to right. say. And if a guy can do, you know, if the guy's got sponsors, that's great. I'm just yeah. saying, don't make that your main focus and key thing at all. If I get these sponsors, I'm, you know, playing, you know, I've got my pro card and things like that. Like, it, I think the biggest thing, if I'm trying to genuinely help someone focus on it, uh, focus mm-hmm. on your game, focus on your craft, and whether it's fishing, right, whatever it is, and right. you're going to be way better off for it. If that's genuinely what you want to do. If you for just sure. want to fish local events and, you know, be a pro staff guy and do content mm-hmm. and all that stuff, there's, dude, there's a, job for you all day long for that too right i I think that's oftentimes overlooked you know so many guys want to be a pro angler but there's so many different avenues you don't have to be a pro fisherman nowadays to make a good living to you know be exposed be out there have tons of fans and followers and you don't have to go win bass tournaments at the highest level to have all that stuff either so maybe there's different avenues for people that want to 
you know, play that game. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a lot of yeah. different ways to go about it. But as far as being a really good at something, yeah, you just got to dedicate to it. So for sure. I just want to make sure that didn't get twisted. No, <laughs> no I, yeah, I think everybody for sure got that. So um, last question for you. We'll let you go here. If you had the choice of, you know, for the next Red Crest, obviously there's obviously location for this one on Lay Lake, but uh, if you had, if it was up to you to choose the lake that was at Red Crest and say that a lake that's never been in a championship before, never been a classic or a Red Crest before, but of your choosing, where would you go? That's hard to say, dude. Honestly, I love Florida. So it'd have to be somewhere down there, probably. <laughs> and there's not many lakes that we haven't been to down there, but that's like my first go-to. Yeah. But there's a lot of little places popping up, especially now, you know, you have Red Crest and, you know, the classic could do it too. It's a smaller field. Right. So you can get by on some smaller bodies of water. We don't have to go to a Toledo Bend or a Gunnersville to, to accommodate 40 boats. So, no, there's definitely some cool lakes out there that I think that, that could fit that bill. But as far as me, I just want to fish somewhere up shallow in the dirt and uh, yeah. let, the, let the best man win, you know? Oh, Yeah. But we don't have we don't see that too often. I know. That's all right. I know. Keep rolling with it. So I, I know we're going a little over here, but I'm kind of excuse you bring it up. Why haven't we seen a classic in or Red Crest in Florida? There was a classic when Luke Clawson won down there in 06, but I think that was about the last time. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. There's a lot of questions about the schedule yeah. I have personally, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can go on and yeah. on. Those are all the yeah. things we yeah, we can go on and That's on. That's a whole that episode stuff, so. for sure. I've been well, long-winded long enough here, I think. So, <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> you're much appreciated. Sean, well, anything appreciate else? Appreciate you guys. No, appreciate everything you're doing. Well, it's thank awesome you guys so much. Have you here and look forward to next year. Yeah, same here. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Well, thank appreciate it, man. All right. Cool. Appreciate it. All right, folks. We are back with the uh, the better half of the uh, Shrag brothers. <laughs> uh, we See, I didn't hear anything you guys were talking about, so I feel like I'm not prepared. It was actually really bad. We might not even have to post it. No, I was kidding. <laughs> it was perfectly fine. Uh, it was a good time talking to your brother, but also he kind of like set up the pitch for some, uh, some cool stories here that we got to know. We'll, he's we'll going to stand right in front of it he like is. he's recording it. He's going to grill you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Just let no, because of the details. <laughs> Guys, we wouldn't get through it. Is <laughs> Steven, is Steven the one that's filming with Jacob today? I think so. He's yeah. with us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, ask him how we got along. <laughs> Look. <laughs> exactly. I do not put up with it. So you two, like, growing up were all the time. So all the time? Th- that was a bad choice today? Please. No. Brother, no it's just normal. normal. It's just uh, people don't understand it, and they're like, kind of like, oh, they're about to fight. That makes great content. Oh, it'll be something. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. The midst of that, we, we kind of started talking about it a little bit offline here, but you got some pretty crazy travel stories. Yeah. Pick, pick one of the two you mentioned. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to know. Um, let's – I mean, we could do – well, okay. Let, let's do the one <laughs> where we go down to – is it Falcon? We went to Falcon, right? So I would always go pre-fishing with Fletcher – Back when he was in the uh, first started fishing the Elite Series, 2012, 2013. So I'd always end up having, not have to, but I would end up driving half the time. Just, you know, I'd go, we'd fish, yada, yada, yada. 
So there we are at Falcon. One of the days Fletcher had stuff to do. I'm going to take the boat out by myself. Okay. And I'm going to go fishing because it's Lake Falcon. It's giant. Giants everywhere. And we go out or I go out by myself. Don't even really know how to fish out of a boat. Anyhow, I do, but like, not like I do now. Right. And I'm fishing this point in this timber. And well, they said, don't go to Mexico, whatever you do. The, the border runs right through the middle mm-hmm. of the lake. Don't go to Mexico, but the best side is the Mexican side. And so what do I do? I naturally want to go over there and flip trees. I get over the other side and I'm flipping trees and I'm catching fish and then this boat starts coming right at me and the whole time people's like don't let people get close to you and their boats or whatever especially like the little fishing boats right don't come near your or don't let them come near you oh God. So, so i'm so just sitting don't, there and i'm keeping fish in mexico and don't let boats come yeah near and you. i did both of them <laughs> for all their great start <laughs> and i'm watching this boat come from across the other point and it keeps coming and it keeps coming and there's a path for them to cut out of the all that like mesquite tree stuff like you see in Texas. It's all like right. real flimsy branches and stuff. They just keep coming. I'm like, dude, all right, I got to do something. I'm in this bright orange boat, you know, like obvious as I'll get out. So I just get the boat turned around, put it on pad and just start heading right at them. And they shoot off into the, the like trees. Not like we almost hit each other. You know, it wasn't like we're like, but we're kind of playing chicken. And they kind of dodge you chose, off. You chose blood. Is what you're saying. I have no choice. And I know I'm going to get killed if I peel his wrap. So I'm like, I'm just going, like, get out of the way. And so, boom, I make my turn after they ditch. And I went back to the American side. You know, didn't really think nothing of it. But I stayed over there because I'm like, that was pretty freaky encounter. So the rest of the week, we fished together. And we keep tabs on like boats around there us. Yeah, there was a helicopter. There shooting was guns going off at, over the dam. This different Holy scenario. Crap. But anyhow, so we just so and you guys. This are like, is yeah. all so flipping. Let's go. <laughs> this is all because we're literally preparing to for him to fish the Bassmaster Elite event the following year. That's all. That's all it was. Uh-huh. And so we leave. We're driving home. We're like two hours away from there. This officer is at the gas station. He's like, you guys fish Falcon? Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, we don't we don't go there anymore. And we're like, you know, what's the big deal? And he's like, dude, he's like, they, like, seek out bass boats because they know that they could use your boat because it doesn't look suspicious to be able to run oh, oh, gosh. You're almost, drugs. You're almost a mule. Yes. And so he's like, they literally get close to you. He's like, they won't shoot you unless they are right up on you. And so, <laughs> and all of this is being told to us after we spent a week there, and we're like, okay, this just got. You're really- just like, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yes. we're good. Yeah. We're so alive. can I say that's exactly what happened? No, but it probably was the. Good gosh! <laughs> Good thing you won at that game we, of chicken. We have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like I, I don't know. That you chose was... bulldog, and apparently it worked. <laughs> That's uh, got to be kind of sketchy, though. Like being told that, and you're just like, 
your skin was probably crawling oh, at yeah. that point. And then we told our parents about it at the time, too, and they didn't like it. I can't imagine they did. <laughs> can't imagine. Yeah, and then I went. I don't think I've right, ever right been back. back. I don't think I've ever been back in that situation. A month later, Mm-hmm. Huh. You think that's because the event was going on type of deal? Oh, where is it? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> just come in, Fletch. You just get a mic. Come on. <laughs> Sit next to mine. <laughs> no, that was uh, that That's was one wild. of many many stories. That's pretty epic. That <laughs> now that you can tell, it's epic because you can tell it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's yeah, true. yeah. Uh, you want to take the next one? Sure. So uh, you have travel stories. We're sitting out here on St. Lawrence on the Big Lake. Any horror stories around? Just big water. Days you wish you would have made better decisions. <laughs> this one was all that fun. This stuff. was all teed up from Fletcher. <laughs> May have been. All right. So this Only is slightly. actually this is gonna be like insightful for people wanting to fish the Great Lakes. First off, I started fishing back in like 2012. I, my first boat was 2012. 2013, I fished the opens as a boater. So mm-hmm. quick learning curve, you know. Yeah, right I, into it. Yeah, right into it. <laughs> It wasn't ready, but, you know, that was the the deal that I felt like I needed to do if I was going to, you know, try to fast track this stuff. But anyhow, that being said, the Great Lakes are not a place to play around on because thing like if you do not know what you're doing, things can go south really, really quickly. And I think, you know, people can get get themselves in situations that if you're not comfortable with driving your boat and know how to, you know, bad things are going to happen. And, uh, so anyhow, I'm preparing for the 2013 Bassmaster Opens. Got a you know a Ranger bass boat. I'm gonna go fish on Erie by myself. And I always fish with my brother Fletcher. He's always one driving the boat. It's easy, right? I just go out there and catch smallmouth. Yeah. Well, it's my turn to be the man and drive and know right. what's going on. Well, south wind. The further you get away from the south shore, it starts getting worse. I didn't put the five blade prop on like I should have in the morning not that you really needed it but for me at the time i needed it i start going out going a little fast kind of like almost speared one I'm like dang i better slow down go a little slower finally i hit one pretty good and that should have been the time that i'm like all right i need to angle the boat differently or whatever no kept going go through a wave and i'm not talking like you know, kind of got water. I'm talking go through the wave and be chest deep when you come out the other side. Like this, like you're in a vacuum, okay? And oh, God. What's the first thing that you do when you spear a wave? Do you know? Nope. Do you know? I just feel like, I'm, I mean, I've always been a co-angler when I've... You hammer it, the throttle. You don't let off, okay? Right. You stand that sucker straight up. Let the bilge kick in. Let the water run out the back. Yeah. Okay. So what happened to me is I hit through that wave and just the initial shock of like, oh my gosh, I'm by myself. There's no one around within miles and I'm chest deep in water. First thing I do is jump up, kill the engine and think of how am I going to get the water out? Okay. And I have a South wind coming behind me. Like the waves are getting not sporty, but they're, building right and i'm like i'm trying to get the water out of the boat i'm taking a spinnerbait box and scooping <laughs> water out okay oh, God. this is like a cartoon at this point 
And I'm like, this isn't working because now the boat's so heavy that the water's literally coming over the back of the boat. Get back down. I got to, I got to get on the engine. I got yeah. to turn the key. Don't start. Oh, jeez. All the water's in the boat. Okay. So this is where it gets really bad. And I'm like miles from shore of anything. I'm literally out in the middle of Lake Erie. And the waves are coming over the back deck and like trying to sink the boat. Oh, no. And I'm, you know, so all this is rolling through my head that I lift up the uh, rod compartment up front, like, you know, get my phone out and there's water. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So literally the water levels here, the boat's like this. So I get on the trolling motor. And somehow, and I don't know how the batteries kept working, but they were completely submerged. The motor was submerged, wow. like almost submerged. Yeah. And somehow I was able to troll a motor over to land, beach the boat. And this is hours of trolling and that boat being basically almost <laughs> sunk. That's insane. Yeah. Get over there, get the water out and the engine fired up. And I ran straight back to where I launched from. It's about 15 miles away. It's left? Left. I went straight back. Yeah, I was done. <laughs> and uh, Damn. Hit, like this close to being a not very good situation. Yeah. Like, Damn. you know, something. So the whole thing in a nutshell is be really, really comfortable with your equipment and know exactly what's going on with the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, not that the weather really played like a sneak surprise, but if you don't know what you're doing, you can get yourself in such a yeah. bad position so quickly. And, and from that day on, obviously I learned how to drive a boat better, but right. that's just how quick, just because you're in a fiberglass boat or whatever, you, you know, you're not invincible. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was, that was an eye opener. Well, and that's, <laughs> a, that's a good lesson though, for folks. I mean, you, you see it, you, you see it firsthand of, anglers that do the opens or the Toyotas and they get into it almost too early in regards to, I think there, there's a lot of fishers you can get into it from a, a from a, a what's quote unquote a beginner, mm-hmm. at least from a boater level, right? They might be a yeah. great angler, but from a boater level, boater be level. okay. Yeah. But was, the great lakes, you want to spend time. That was my position. Like I, at that point, I still haven't gone through all these scenarios in a boat. To, you know, mm-hmm. obviously I have my yeah. boater's license and whatever, but that, you know, that doesn't have, really apply to those situations right. and how a boat handles and how to keep the front end high or, you know, you need to trough it or go three miles the wrong direction because the wind's going to be better from this angle. Right. All this stuff's got to, you know, it comes natural now, but you know, at the time and people that are beginning to learn how to drive a boat, just don't go drop in some place that has you know characteristics yeah. of the great lakes that can get yourself. In Spend trouble. some time on it before yes. you think about doing a tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, and more importantly, spend some time with somebody who has experience driving in that, for sure. Uh, and don't a- and don't fish by yourself <laughs> yeah. on massive bodies of water, mm-hmm. because like I could have fell in, and I yeah. mean, that's it. There's yeah, there's no one around. Water's probably sixty degrees. Yeah. I don't know how long you're going to last in that. Not very. No. <laughs> no. Not very. <laughs> um. So with that, I mean, one stores. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a little over 10 years, you got you got to quite the resume going so far, but I'm sure if we ask Fletcher to, or yeah, if we have some Fletcher to come back in, there'll be more. How many stories of his did we tell? 
We, we have some same stuff. There's, okay. there's some good. I mean, if you've got some good ones, well, embarrassing by all means. What a rip. But <laughs> I was going to go off the topic. Of, that's <laughs> one great advice uh, for folks. And that was actually going to be something we were going to ask along the lines of if for somebody that is upcoming, going through, or even for yourself in this journey, the best piece of advice that you got trying to pursue a professional career in fishing. Oh, man. Best piece of advice. Man, it, that's, it could be even something that you are saying, like from you to somebody coming up. Maybe mm-hmm. not what you got, but maybe something you've developed. I mean, yourself. just fish as many tournaments as you can. Um, getting bodies of water that you're unfamiliar with is such a big deal. Um, I think I never did the co-angling thing. I was fortunate enough to go boater side initially. But looking back on it, so many people can do – co-angler side and get the same type of experience of witnessing a body of water. You get to go out with two different boaters essentially, or a boater that day and get that experience. And that's really what fishing is at the end of the day is seeing scenarios and seeing how fast you're able to adapt and adjust to those scenarios. So being able to just break down a body of water quicker, um, that's only because you've got that knowledge right. and it'll build in that you've experienced something like that. So um, if you can do co-angling uh, by all means, try to do as much as you can, different divisions, different places and parts of the country, because ultimately that stuff always comes back around yeah. to helping you out down the road. I just finished like 89th place in St. Lawrence river, like one of my favorite places to fish got my butt kicked, but I learned so much about it and it may not help me, next year or the year after, but it's going to help me some time down the road, yeah. like something that I did. And that's just another, you know, token in the experience lesson. bank that yeah. boom, it's going to help you. So that's, that's all the best advice I could give is just, you know, try to get as much time on the water yeah. different places. It always comes back down the road. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing to bring up too is, you know, Polnick, I think he said it last year. Uh, I want to say he put it out with his Pickwick video was the winner learn that there there is no mm-hmm. lose winner learn mm-hmm. and I, I i took that pretty to heart afterwards because yeah. there's a lot of people that take a loss or they don't win or a bad event mm-hmm. and they never let it go they're a head case about it and understandably so that used to be me yeah um whereas you could look at it you know be mad for a day but then you can look at it as something to learn and Dude, just on. so many lessons like uh, every year it's the list goes on and on. It's just not for me. It's you. It's everybody right. that does this stuff. You just learn so many little things. Yeah. I was just at Champlain. Second day, I called the wrong fish out at Champlain. Just literally ounces. Ounces is huge. Man. Okay. No, well, what? here's the deal. That was, that was such a mental error of me being organized mm-hmm. in right. the day of fishing. Had a whole, like had a very unproductive day, caught the fish towards the end, wasn't prepared to make that call with ten minutes to leave, so I hurried up, made the wrong call. Oh man! Called out a two eighty instead of a two fifty. So there's point three and almost weights. five ounces. Yeah, missed the cut by four ounces. Oh, so that that's a, that hurts even more. Seventy five hundred dollar mistake yeah but it's $7,500 lesson so now I'll never do that again so I have to get my you know 
weighing all that stuff in order. And you right. watch the guys that do it. They catch one. They weigh it. And I'm like the opposite because I want to get back out there fishing, which has some truth to it. But I've learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You ain't going to do Learned it again. from my pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll but, remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, too, uh, looking at the bright side of it, I think that is a testament to the season you've had is that still classic bound. You might not be happy with your finish here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have made the mistake at Champlain, but you were still pretty safely in the classic for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we came into this, well, kind of like this last small mile swing, like knowing that we kind of have the classic mm-hmm. bound up and we can try to do things more towards trying to win, which right. obviously that doesn't look like that on paper, but the way I practice – and stuff like that was to try to give yourself more of a chance at having a higher finish instead of, I have to get a top 50. I have to do this type of thing. Cause you start pigeonholing, but no, I appreciate that. We had a really good season. That all goes back to last season by missing the classic by a point, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. I think everybody will say that everything's like this in our sport nowadays, it's this close. It's no yeah. different than football or, you know, any other sport where it comes down to a game of inches. Yeah. And I think everybody gets the same amount of opportunities in a day. You know, you might get 10 bites. This guy gets 12 bites. But ultimately, right. if you make a mistake, somewhere it's going to cost you. Yeah. A top 50, a top 10, a win, whatever it yeah. is, you cannot mess up. <laughs> I don't know who said it. it was somebody on stage uh, this year. It, I think it was earlier in the year, but they said it's a game perfection. Yep. Exactly like you said. Yep. Everyone's everyone at that at your level is essentially from a skill st- uh, standpoint is here. They're all essentially the same. It's mm-hmm. mindset and game perfection. Yep. Who can Execution. mess up the least? Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what yeah. it is because we can all catch them. Everybody catches them. Yep. It's just did you do it that day? Yep. You know that eight hours. So great point. You want to hit him oh, with that last yeah, question? We'll close out. So you mentioned the classic. You can be in the classic coming coming up. Looking at where where it's been, what's a lake it's never been at that you wish the next one would be? Oh, your destination. It's never been at. It's never been at. Never been at. Loved it to be at. I would just like it to be at a different place that it's never been at. <laughs> anywhere? <laughs> anywhere? Yeah, <laughs> let's just go anywhere it's never been at. Forget Hartwell. Forget Gunnersville. Let's oh, go somewhere new. Yeah. Well, you already know. <laughs> What, for the classics? Yeah. It's Gunnersville, it's Hartwell, uh, Tennessee River. Grand Lake. Grand Lake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of your foreign rotation. Yeah. And, what then, beyond, have, uh, what and then you have. From? Uh, I can't remember some of the other ones. Off I, the I don't, they only been to Ray Roberts once, right? Right. That, then, that was a good, that dude, was a good that, was, that was. It was fishing relatively tough, though, for you guys, too. I know, but it was, it was flipping was, yeah, which screams you. Yeah. <laughs> Straight punch in the face in that one. Yeah. So I cannot complain. If there was any classic that set up good, I that was the one. Yeah. Like, you know, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say like a fishery that sets up really well for you. If you had a, a biased choice, it was up to Hunter Shock on where the next uh, undecided classic was going to be. Right. Somewhere in South Carolina, because some reason I do really well in Tennessee or South Carolina. My track record states have been pretty well so I don't know. yeah, yeah someplace there yeah. <laughs> bring me back to murray i don't really <laughs> have like favorite places as long as it is like when that place is right does that 
that makes sense. When it's fish, like, like when it's timing. fishing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I love fish in Champlain, but I don't like fish in Champlain the way it fishes now. Does that make sense? Like I yes. love, I love going out here on the river and fishing for largemouth. Yeah, but like you're not going to do anything fishing for largemouth. No, you know. But uh, in this event, hey, I like kudos. that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that style. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a favorite favorite venue but i think just having it at new places would be nice but i think that does a lot for the fan base is when they see there's a there's a level of excitement when they see a brand new lake name on the schedule Mm -hmm. yeah and and ray roberts would have been cool to be there earlier and i think that was because the whole i don't know what all was going on and it got pushed back so um but yeah tennessee river last year was I think it would have been a really cool event. I think he's out on that one too. So <laughs> that one that looks I mean, so it, brutal. It for was you only 50 <laughs> minutes from the house, right? Yeah, now we're right. going to Grand, which how far is Grand? Probably, I don't know, 14 hours, 12 yeah. hours. Yeah, something like that. Well, it'll be good. Grand yeah. will be good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. You're in it. That's all it matters. Yeah, it's all, it's, all it's right. 10 grand and a chance. That's <laughs> all it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Well, that's true. Dude, you're no stranger to the show. Uh, always good to see you. I'm the fill-in guy. Hey, no, just means you always got a seat. That's all. Bailey's like, hey, uh, somebody can't make it on. Can you make it on tonight? Yeah, it's sure. probably your brother. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Well, for real, appreciate you as always. Good talking here, Thank and uh, yeah, it was fun, man. It's fun yeah. couple days. Did you guys and... tell everybody what we're doing then? I mean, with X2 and stuff yeah. out on the road. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Yep. We've been uh, actually with that. Well. Quickly, uh, how your day went with Fletcher? Who won? Me. You won? Yeah, yeah screw yeah. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was we fishing head-to-head? Yeah, that, that was what. <laughs> we not keep score? I thought we were. A... <laughs> no. Yeah. I thought we were a team. (laughs) (laughs) The camera was rolling. We can figure out the points. Yeah. (laughs) Now you can see how these events go. (laughs) Was 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 not a team tournament? Nope. No, it was a (laughs) one v one. I thought it was a pro showdown, like what we did before at Neely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was. Boat to boat. Well, no, I, had my, I had my scale out, and we're like, "Come on, get another one." <laughs> Give me the, I'm the like, most friendly one v one ever. <laughs> I'm like, "There's three of them. There's three of them." <laughs> Throw here. When I was sitting there, Josh is trying to put a reel yeah, in a four pounder. He's reeling a four pounder. I put his troll motor on ten, and I blast it away <laughs> so he can't reel it in. No. <laughs> yeah, we, Josh and I got a little hostile today. It was fun. That's wow. good. That's yeah. good. Hell, I did not. How did I not get that memo? I don't know. He thought it was hey, a team tournament today, hey, not one v one. Hey, the, it'll be perfect because we literally went against nobody. So, <laughs> yeah. like, you won. You won. Meanwhile, Team XYZ, <laughs> like crickets. We have all these one v one showdowns, and then there's there's hundred. Fletcher. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, your turn. Cue circus music. <laughs> We're like fighting all the time. Yeah. <laughs> ah, somebody tomorrow will do do a, a team showdown and we'll just we'll, we'll clash it together. Now I'm kind of wondering how much fighting would have happened if you right you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah run it back run it yeah. back. 
You'd be like uh, an hour, at one hour per like yeah. person up front or something. Yeah. Is that what you and Josh did, or how? Did no, I know. I mean, he he was on it for the most part. So oh, you me got... trying to hip check him to get yeah, some. Yeah, how is some... that fair? Well, see, I would just let him pan around, and I would just sneak, and I usually would beat him to the cast. Really? Yeah, just because he would he would it. go and he then he line it up, and he just already guessed it. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna risk I'm like, it's it. fine. You find them for yeah. me. I'll throw where they're at. But yeah, it was a uh, it was a fun day sure but uh appreciate it as always man fun time thank you yes, sir appreciate it all right guys hope you enjoyed that podcast there with the shriak brothers we're actually going to have justin hamner who's with us on this trip as well join the podcast here soon we're gonna have a new episode with him coming up but uh really awesome episode very laid back not nitty gritty you know bass fishing you know conversation things that we usually get in depth about but something that was a little more laid back some of their stories, the things that they went through to get to where they are. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe to Serious Angler. You guys, of course, can always listen here on MP3. Check out the other shows here on the Serious Angler Network. And of course, as always, appreciate you all. You're amazing. We'll see you on the next one. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you like some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners, where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.